Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello everyone. Today we journey to the streets of Thailand where outdoor stalls serve up the best of local meals. Food is the great equalizer and a fundamental aspect to Thai culture. No matter what time of the day it is, there's always food available somewhere. We then turn our gaze to the pristine beaches, crystal clear waters, lush green forests and towering mountains. The beauty of God's creation. Yet between all of those jungles away from the city life, there live but simple folk that do not yet know about Jesus. Our missionary in today's story, Kyle Thunberg, will explain the providence of his call to missions, specifically to the people of Thailand. Later, Kyle will tell us a story about a woman named Nook and how she met Jesus for the first time and then influenced her Muslim family. Did they accept her faith or did they cast her out? Let's find out. This story is entitled Nook and Supap. When we first arrived in Thailand, we got in around midnight, and it was the end of November. And what struck me is when we got out of the airport, it still felt very humid. And I can remember driving uh, from the airport to the mission and just trying to take in the sights, although it was dark. I could see the uh, electrical wires kind of all bunched together with lots of wires twisted and tangled up. And that really just, but really struck with the heat, how, how hot it was at that time of the night. My first impression of the people was that they were very polite, very kind, and very nice, and a pleasure to be around. When we first arrived, our idea for mission was that we would, uh, first of all, learn the language, understand the culture, and then try to plant a church in the city of Konkan, Thailand, in the northeastern part of the country. So 10 years later, as I think about uh, Thailand and the people there, I can say that my love for the people has grown. Uh, I respect them as hardworking individuals that are trying to live a good life, although they have a different belief system. They are still uh, committed people. And uh, the country is a, it's a beautiful place, a tropical environment with lots of beautiful scenery. And our mission was uh, was blessed of God. We saw him, uh, we saw him plant a church and a school in the city of Khon Ken. So we praise him for what he did. One thing that that uh, I really like about Thailand is that it's easy to get fruit. There are fresh markets everywhere, and probably my favorite fruit. And many people think I'm crazy, but I like durian. <laughs> and. Some say that it smells like onions, but uh, once you get once you get the once you get used to it, um, it actually tastes quite good. And it's very sweet and uh, very delicious. During our time in Thailand, we our family doubled. My wife and I went over there with no children, and both of our daughters were born during our time in Thailand. Our first daughter was actually born in America during our first furlough. But our second daughter was born in Thailand in a local hospital that we were living. My daughters are both a little on the shy side. They got plenty of attention from the local people in Thailand, being blonde hair, blue eyes, light skin. 
and they didn't always like that, but uh, they got a lot of attention. My oldest daughter loves to read. She's in the second grade, enjoys school. My youngest daughter is almost four, and she's a little bit spunky and can be a bit mischievous at times, but they both are very sweet girls. Whenever we would go out in public, uh, people would inevitably make comments about my daughters. They would want to hold them. They would want to talk with them, and that would give us an opportunity to talk with them, obviously. We had the idea that we would go to Thailand to learn the language, learn the culture, make friends with people. Today I want to tell you a story about a lady named Nok that our church family made friends with and how Nok has grown in her Christian experience and is now telling others about Jesus as well. When we first met Pinoak, she was hungry for God's word. She had been invited to church by her boyfriend and instantly fell in love with our congregation and decided to ask her employer for Sabbaths off so she could attend each week. When we studied the Bible with her, she would tell us that she was beginning to understand things like she never had before. She could tell that God's word had power and she began to feel a peace and joy that she had never known before. Noak's life began to change. She could feel her attitude and her outlook on life change. She was becoming a new person. She felt a burden to share her faith with her family, friends, and co-workers. She knew that her old religion was empty and did not have anything to offer her. She invited friends to church, got involved in church ministry, got married to her boyfriend, and eventually got baptized. After Noak's baptism, she and her boyfriend found a new house to rent. And when they found that house, they were really impressed. And so they really wanted to have a special dedication for the new house. So she invited our church family to come and do a, and do a Christian house blessing. In fact, she invited all of our members as well as her Buddhist family and friends. She wanted them to see a Christian ceremony. Now in Thailand, it's very common for people to invite monks to come and perform special blessing ceremonies when a new house is purchased or a new business is opened or a new building is built. Nok was openly confessing her faith and was unashamed of people seeing that, even Buddhist family and friends. Several of our church members, including our Thai pastor, came to the house blessing. A special prayer was offered, special songs were sung, and the house was dedicated to God in the presence of several Buddhist onlookers. Nok was making a very public stand for her faith. Her family, while at first a little concerned when she became a Christian, in time warmed up to her decision. They could see that her life was changing for the better and that she was uh, happier and just more loving. And they could also see that Christians were kind, warm, loving people as well. God had worked a miracle in Noak's life, and he was beginning to touch the hearts of her family as well. Noak even demonstrated resilience in her faith. You see, only a year after she had gotten baptized, her son, which was her only child, was tragically killed in a motorcycle accident. As you can imagine, she was devastated as she mourned her loss. Her husband told me that he was sure 
that she would abandon her faith. But she didn't. She still continued to cling to Jesus. This was no small miracle, as Buddhist people tend to view bad events as the result of bad karma or even as a judgment. So they see it as, you know, a person is getting what they deserve. The fact that Nok had turned her back on Buddhism and become a Christian opened her up for those kinds of accusations. However, she didn't waver in her faith. She continued to grow, but eventually, after several years, the stresses of life caught up with her, and she stopped attending church. We reached out to her, we were obviously concerned, trying to, to help her get back on track, but it just didn't seem to work. In fact, oftentimes we couldn't get a hold of her, and, and when we did, she was kind of evasive. I learned from her husband that she had eventually begun participating in Buddhist ceremonies again. As you can imagine, our whole team was very concerned for her. We prayed and continued to reach out. At times she would come to church, but then she wouldn't come back. The longer time went on, the more I began to give up hope that she would ever come back. I thought we had lost her. It was very sad. But thankfully, God did not give up on her. Eventually, No came back to church, and we were all very excited to see her. I talked with Noak shortly after she began coming to church again about her experience of uh, leaving the church. And as she recounted what had happened, at times there were tears in her eyes as she told about how she had fallen. She told me that during her time away from God, walking away from God, she felt an intense emptiness because she knew that there was nothing that the world of Buddhism, that the world or Buddhism, could offer her. Thankfully, she found her way back to God and came back settled in her mind of the truthfulness of Christianity. She told me that it would be impossible for her to turn away again. After coming back to church, Nok asked me if I would study the Bible with her again. She said that she felt that she needed to go deeper into God's Word. I readily agreed. So we found a time to meet weekly at the church to study the Bible. One week, as we met in the church foyer for our weekly Bible study, a lady named Supap, who was helping her husband with the construction project at our church, was working in the doorway. Thinking that it would not be good to do a Bible study in the middle of a construction project, I suggested that we move to a different room. However, before we could leave the entryway, Supat began to talk with us. She asked us questions about the church and told us that she had been wanting to talk to someone for a while, but felt too shy to do so. What we've learned in Thailand is that Buddhist people often do not want to impose themselves on others, and so they will not typically take initiative to do things like ask questions or talk to a foreigner. Supap shared with us that she was feeling stressed out about different things in life, namely the challenges of having to raise a seven-year-old autistic daughter. By the way that she was talking and interacting with us, we could tell that she was going through a lot. So we tried to encourage her. We invited her to church and assured her that she was welcome to come and that we would be delighted to have her and her husband and her daughter to attend. 
Before we left, we were able to pray with her. That next Sabbath, Sue Pop attended church for the first time. Noak had been sending her encouraging text messages throughout the week and had started taking her under her wing as a spiritual mentor. Just like Noak, Sue Pop experienced a warm and friendly church family and decided to attend weekly. She told us that she wanted to prepare for baptism and she began taking Bible studies with our Thai pastor. Her husband, named Tanate, also accompanied her to church and to Bible study. Note continued encouraging, encouraging Supop on her spiritual journey throughout the week, and eventually Supop got baptized. I praise God for how he has worked in the lives of Noak and Supop. As I think about Noak's journey, I can't help but think of how merciful and redemptive God is. Even though Noak fell away, God did not forsake her. He was patient with her, and eventually she came back to him. However, he didn't just forgive her. He also gave her a work to do in ministering to a new seeker, Supap. Just as Jesus reinstated Peter to the apostleship after he denied Jesus, God reinstated Noak as a worker for him. Let us praise God for being so loving and patient with his children. And if any of you listening have wandered away from God and you felt like maybe you've done too much or gone too far, I want to encourage you that you can always return to him. The Bible tells us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And just as the prodigal son returned to his father after being away for a long time and the father ran to embrace him with open arms, our loving Heavenly Father will do the same with us as we decide to return to him with our heart and with our mind. Please keep this family in your prayers as they continue to reach the unreached. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. See you next time and God bless.